The KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba. Presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now. 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show on AM 550 KTSA, FM 1071. And uh, it's all about you, your home improvement questions, your, uh, your, your, your projects that you have going on around the house. Maybe you have a concern about something that you want to tackle. You just don't know quite where to start. Maybe you need some direction on that. We're here to, we're here to help you with all of that, from the roof to the foundation to everything in between. That's what we're here to talk about. We're opening up those phone lines right now today. No guests, just you. Just a lot of phone calls, just a lot of people to, to help out this morning. Uh, that's our desire right here on the KTSA Home Improvement Show. How you doing, my brother? You doing all right this morning? Yeah. Doing great, doing great, man. How about yourself? I man, I am doing fantastic. I uh, I, I'm uh, somebody the other day told me I'm, I'm thinking about how far we go back, you and I, and uh, somebody who's known us both for a long time said, "I didn't know that you and Jim graduated high school together." And uh, I said, "Yeah, because most people, they, they, it's a surprise to them that I graduated high school in the first place." But, uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah. Uh, and I said, "Oh, yeah, yeah." I said, uh, "I said, uh, you know, it's, the older we get, the more hesitant I am to say how long we've known each other." But, uh, but, Jim and I went to Divine High School together, graduated in 1986, and uh, and have known each other, and been friends ever since then. So, that's yeah. a long history, yeah. man. That's a long history. It's been a day or two. It's been a right. It's been a minute, as they say, as the kids say these days. It's been a minute. Yep, been a minute. Uh, <laughs> so, so whenever we uh, whenever we jab at each other and we poke fun at each other and we laugh and cut up a little bit, you understand where that comes from. We've been around each other a long time, and there's very little that we can do to offend each other except not <laughs> laugh at each other's jokes. That's offensive. Uh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And there's very little that uh, we don't know about each other. So, very little, very little. That can be dangerous for both of us at times. But you know what they, they, they what they say. We we both know where the bodies are buried. That's what. <laughs> that ain't no lie. That ain't no lie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it, and it's and you know for us back then you'd, you'd never have imagined that we'd be doing this show together, and certainly for as long as we've been doing it together now. And uh, we just we love doing this. We talk about it all the time. Getting in here. Uh, on Saturday mornings is a is a great uh, outlet for us to be able to share some knowledge and and hopefully help some people out and and be creative too because for me Jim got into it late and I think that he he got he got the bug just like I have it but for uh, for the better part of 35 years plus I've been on air somewhere and uh, with with a short break there uh, in between back in the 90s. But let's you know, let's I, clarify that, folks. He's been on air on the radio. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't know but, what you hey, thought you, I meant. Well, you know, a little airhead <laughs> thing going on there. You know. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. But uh, anyway, I've. I you know. So this allows me, uh, and I'm so blessed to be able to do it to to combine two careers that I love into one, and that's the home improvement industry and the radio business i love them both uh i'm happy i don't have to pick one over the other because i get to do them both it's what a blessing it is really and truly uh Absolutely. I, I, I just uh I, i'm just you know so happy to be in here every saturday morning and so happy to have you guys listening and during the week i get emails jim gets emails um we appreciate those we appreciate hearing from you we're always happy to help you and uh, if we don't respond within you know a day or two don't don't be discouraged we are in a very busy period of our business right now and uh, we certainly will get back to you as quickly as humanly possible and 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 as always we, our our first choice is for you to give us a call and chat with us on the air we like talking to you person to person and uh and hearing your voice and and uh you know finding out what we can do to help you on go another ahead, Martin, subject, also, yeah go ahead brother i'm sorry i also wanted to throw in there on the emails i had a listener that had actually contacted me by calling the office. And the reason he did that is because he said he had sent me an email several days prior. Okay. And I didn't respond. Right. Well, when I got to looking, his email went to my junk. Ah. My junk folder. So, folks, if you, we don't respond right away, follow up with a phone call on the air. Call us on the radio 
and then that way we can mark you as safe or we can do whatever we need to do to, to, to get your emails. Uh, absolutely good advice. And, and, and as I always ask, and, and I also have people call me at the office, please, it's not because I don't want to talk to you. I love talking to you. I do it every Saturday morning. However, I am in and out of my office, mostly out of my office some days. Uh, I don't get those phone calls sometimes. And even if I do get them, I'm going to be very honest. I don't have the time to respond to all phone calls. I do have time whenever I'm sitting at home at 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night to respond to some emails. So um, please, please uh, understand that. And, and we appreciate you uh, getting in contact with us. And we always want to help you. Uh, on a different subject uh, that I, I wanted to talk about this morning, you know that a few weeks ago we started a program called the Window World Window of Hope. And what we did is we asked um, people all over our area uh, to, to write in via email on our website. We had a page on our website that was dedicated to this. And tell us a little story in a couple of paragraphs or less about why uh, you have been impacted by the pandemic or by the power outages and the water outages and the storms that we had several weeks ago and why you need assistance on paying your utility bills. And uh, this was born of watching uh, all of the all of the stuff that was going on during the course of the winter storm that we had. Watching people without power, watching people uh, who you know didn't have any water for a, a good period of time, and knowing that on top of everything else, this was just one more thing that was going to add to you know to your your your, your pile of misery that, that that has been the last year. And so we decided that the best way to help out and, and the best thing that we could do is try to give some assistance in paying some people's utility bills. So Debbie and I decided to dedicate $20,000 uh, of, of our money toward that cause. Uh, Jim was kind enough to chip in another 1000 We had another customer who also chipped in another 1000 Thank you to you, sir. What, what a generous thing to do. And, uh, and, and even had one more person drop off $100 just to, to help out. So we had around $22,000 to devote to this. And I'm very happy to say that, uh, after going through and diligently, uh, looking at every single one, I want you to understand we looked at every single one of these submissions. There were over 450 submissions. Debbie, um, my, uh, our, our vice president of operations, Rebecca, myself, we looked through these and combed through these, and, and I will tell you, it was heart-wrenching. Uh, it was exceptionally difficult to come uh, to, to a conclusion that we had to eliminate some of these folks and had to pick others, but we did. We only had a finite amount of money to do uh, this program with. When it all came down to it, uh, we uh, had selected about 57 recipients. We called each one of them personally. There were some tears. Um, there were some very thankful people, some very humble people uh, who were very grateful to have the help, and we were humbled and grateful to be able to give it. And uh, and Debbie, uh, on a couple of those calls, I could hear her in there crying. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we, we, are, we wish we could do more and we wish we could help more people, but we are so thankful that 57 people had checks sent out to them yesterday and will be able to have some assistance on their bills and hopefully – uh, we'll be able to keep that power on um, for a while longer with a little bit of relief. And uh, it was our pleasure to do that. So congratulations to the 57 folks that were chosen. Uh, you will be getting your checks in the next couple of days, and uh, we hope that that blesses you. And the only thing that we ask in return for that is that some point in the future, if you are able, return the favor to somebody else. That's it. Amen. Well, let's get to those phone lines, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Let's get it started with Gilbert this morning. Good morning, Gilbert. Welcome to the show. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for your show and your advice and for your heartfelt generosity. Um, my question is about spray foam insulation. Is it okay. worth it? Uh, it's going to be on my subfloor, up here in Beam Foundation. Um, also, do you recommend a contractor and openers or closed cell foam insulation? Okay, uh, you want to take it first. Or you want to, you want me to take sure. it? Sure, definitely closed cell. Um, you definitely want to go closed cell because you're going to get uh, a better R factor and less uh, permeation through the insulation with a closed cell. Um, also, doing it on the bottom side of the subfloor um, under your pier and beam home is a wonderful idea. 
It's an excellent idea. You still need to make sure that you have some foundation vents around the home so that the air under the house can breathe. Um, and as far as contractors that, that actually do that, the best advice I could give you would be research, research, research. Uh, check their Better Business Bureau ratings, um, check their customer reviews, and just select a good insulating company that has got a good history. And there are several out there that do that type of work that are reputable, good companies. And, and if the question was, should you hire a contractor, should you try to do it yourself, I would absolutely hire a contractor for that. Yes. Oh, yes, I'd want to crawl under there. And, uh, no. No, no. And, th and they have the large capacity um, systems that will allow them to do that. I mean, I, I can only imagine somebody trying to be a do-it-yourselfer and going under there with 1,500 cans of great stuff. That's not going to do it. Uh, the other thing I would recommend is that you bring in That was a, a joke, by the way. Nobody should ever yes. do that. The other thing I would recommend is you bring in a plumbing contractor before you do so and have them just inspect all of your uh, plumbing um, to make sure that you don't have anything that's going to need to be potentially repaired. Um, because once you foam that, you're, you're covering all that plumbing. You're foaming around it. It's, it makes the repairs a little more difficult. So I would definitely recommend a plumbing inspection under your home before you foam it. Great idea. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate your time and your effort. Well, thank you, Gilbert. We appreciate you calling this one. Thanks for getting us kicked off. Let's get to Dennis. Dennis, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Back in 94, I bought a Reliance Stay Clean 502 hot water heater from Acme Lumber, and it is still going. We still get hot water. Uh, what's your opinion that we should replace it, and what would be the best water heater to go with? Well, Electric or gas? Gas. Yes, okay. And it, and it's still working well for you? Well, yeah, it's still working. We get, we get uh, hot water, but it's starting to uh, guggle a little bit. And, okay. Uh, when I first got it, I don't know how long afterwards, I started draining it, but I didn't keep up with it through the years. And uh, what I understand, if you wait too long, you go uh, to start to drain it, you, you find yourself in the, with some problems because of the uh, all the crud getting into the, uh, the, the outlet, the drain. Yep, yep. That's true. It if you skip several years on draining it, it's very possible you've got a ball of solid, for lack of a better word, concrete at the bottom of that heater. As far as replacing it goes, of course, you know, I never tell anybody that you have to replace something that's working. But you could save a lot of efficiency um, and safety with replacing it. Um, the new uh, gas water heater is going to have an actual powered uh, ventilator can have a powered flu so that it's actually extracting the exhaust gases it'll of course have an automatic pilot system you don't have a pilot light you have to relight or keep lit there's just a lot of advantages to the new heaters okay can you recommend anyone like uh, ream or uh, state or there's a lot of good brands out there ream is a good one state is a good one ao smith is a very good one um, the best thing is is to contact, if you have a plumbing company that you trust, contact them and see what they sell, and then research that brand. But the, all okay. the ones that you just named are very good heaters. All right. Now, well, since you have gas, since you have gas, you could save even more money if you talk to your plumbing contractor about going with a point-of-use instant hot water which means that the only time the burner comes on is when you turn on a faucet to get hot water. You're not keeping 50 or 30, 40, 50 gallons of water hot 24 hours a day. You're only well, you burning gas to yep. heat. Don't you have to have electricity to do that? No, sir. No, well, you sir, have to not. have 110 volt. Yeah. You have to have just a, a, a regular outlet to it, but it's not an electric system. Um, oh, it is so a gas system. Goes, so if the power goes out, we still have, we have hot water then? No. No, because the computer board that's in this thing, if the power goes out, you have no hot water. Okay. There's, there's the drawback. But that's the drawback, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, well right, hopefully, that, hopefully that helped you out, sir. We appreciate you calling, Dennis. Thanks a lot. Uh, let's see if we can get one more in here before break time. Uh, and your call's too, at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. As we go to Richard. Richard, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. How can we help you this morning, Richard? Well, 
uh, I found a couple pieces of shingles in my backyard, and I called the company over, and they put a drone on there. And it showed parts of three shingles uh, came off. Okay. Um, so they said, uh, we'll have to do a 10 by 10 replacement. Okay. Okay. How old is your roof? Uh, three years old. Wow. Okay. Is this the company that put the roof on for you? No. Okay. Uh, the company that put the roof on for you, are they still in business or are they somebody you can get in contact with? Uh, yes. Uh, I had a problem when it was just, when I bought the house, the roof was put on right before I bought the house. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, so, so what's your question for us? How can we help you? Well, they put the drone up there. I was with the guy, he showed me the pictures, and he says that we need to do a 10 by 10. Mm-hmm. I, okay. So the person came to put the roof on or the, the portion, and he brought two bundles. I said, well, you have to have three for a 10 by 10. So he put me on the phone with his boss, goes, yeah, okay, we'll bring another one tomorrow. Then it turns out that these are the wrong color. And he came Well, you definitely don't want that. Yeah. And then when he got here, he goes, well, my ladder's not big enough. I'll have to come back. I'm like, what? So how can we help you this morning, Richard? It sounds like not a perfect experience, but uh, are they going to make it right? What's going on? No, I got my money. And when the guy came, he says, you know, it's $650. And then about an hour later, called. oh, I forgot to collect half. So I paid half. Anyhow, the bottom line is I got my money back Friday. Who would you recommend to three shingles are damaged, but a 10 by 10? And I went up in the attic. There's no damage in the, the wood, nothing. Okay. Well, the reason that they're say, telling you 10 by 10 is because roofing is typically sold by the square, which the square is 100 square feet. That's the reason they're telling you 10 by 10. Um, well, a square is 30, uh, 33 square feet. No, that's a third of a square. A square is 100 square feet. Okay. So you would bring three bundles, correct? Three bundles. Yes, sir. Three bundles. You were you were 100 percent right in that. You're correct. You're correct on the amount that was needed. That's, but what that's... I'm saying is the reason that they're telling you that you need to do 10 by 10, even though there's only three damaged shingles, is because roofing is sold in the hundred square foot uh, lot. It's they're not. Nobody's going to. I, I don't. Th- I don't think anybody's going to do less than a hundred square feet. And if they do, they're going to charge you for hundred square feet and put on five yeah, shingles. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So who would you recommend? Uh, you know, there, roof fix is one. Uh, Stevens Roofing is another. And uh, th- there's several great roofing companies out there. What area are you in? Uh, northeast, uh, 160435. Okay. Yeah, either, either one of those would, would, uh, would certainly uh, do the trick for you. Does that sound reasonable, 625, for that? Sounds that's pretty actually, doggone inexpensive, actually. Yeah, that's that actually really, very inexpensive. That sounds really, really cheap. Um, yeah. Which, which could explain why they had the wrong color and didn't come not out with enough, enough bundles and not enough big enough ladder. Um, my guess is that. Well, I don't know who you hired. I don't want to know who you hired, but um, but those are two reputable companies. All right. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate you. Uh, Yeah, it's $625 to do a roof repair of any kind seems reasonable to me because it's not cheap. Um, Roofing is not cheap. Labor is not cheap. Materials are not cheap. And and you have to remember that whenever you have a company come out that does a very small job, it costs more because you have to tie up a crew to do that very small job when they could be making much more money doing a full job somewhere else. So you are going to pay more. I can absolutely tell you from recent experience, uh, even on like a 30-square job, the you know with that kind of a quantity, 
If you get the price down to 500 per square, you're doing very good. 210-599-5555. I think we've got a line that is available, so a uh, good time to call in right now. 210-599-5555. All things home improvement are on the table. Uh, let's get right back to those phone lines. Rod, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, guys. I uh, have a water leak. I've got a, my little triangle is going quite slowly. And uh, I've tried everything. I've turned the water off to the house at the water softener and to the sprinkler system. And the red triangle still spins slowly. I uh, cannot find area, any areas of soft soil. And the pipes run under the driveway and sidewalk to patio and patio for the sprinkler system and the house. So do, you have a sw- do you have a swimming pool? No, I don't. Okay. Okay, because sometimes uh, the autofill on a swimming pool will will give that to you, or if you've turned the water on to the swimming this happened to me. I had a swimming pool, and the uh, pool company who came out and serviced the pool had turned the water off to the fill line, but they had left it on just a crack. I mean, just just almost a trickle, and it was enough to make make it just barely turn. And I, I you know, and I had to chase that down. So. Could you have a leak? Yeah, uh, but you've. You, do you have uh, plumbing in the slab or under the house? Or did did you mention that? I'm sorry. The uh, do you have pier and beam or slab. Slab. Okay. Um, what do you to think, do there, a, Jim? To, to do an accurate test on a leak, you need to go through the house, and you would need to turn off um, all of the um, valves, the angle stops under every sink faucet. You would need to turn off the angle stop at a toilet because even a toilet uh, leaking, a flapper on a toilet leaking could cause uh, the, that, that to turn real slow. Right. Uh, yeah, I turned off the, the water at the house so it can't enter the house by the water softener. And, and then, I then, then, then I would say you have a leak in your sprinkler system or in, your, uh, or in the piping before it gets to the house. I would yeah, contact a would, plumbing company to do a leak detection. That, uh, okay, now, do you have any recommendations? There are several good companies that do leak detection. Um, the, I mean, you've got Quarter Moon Plumbing, you've got uh, Armindia Plumbing, you've got several good companies, reputable companies that will do leak detection. Okay. Okay, well then, I guess that's my next step. Yeah, do, and, and unfortunately, sometimes... Sometimes those things are not easy to chase down, and that's why leak detection companies exist. So, so you can you know find the hard to find ones. Yeah, is there any chance it could be in the lawn sprinkler system? It is yes, possible. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes, that's abso- yes. absolutely possible. And in, and in fact, do you, do you have a lawn sprinkler service that you uh, deal with regularly? Yes, I do. I turn the valve off at the main box for the sprinkler system, and mm-hmm. it still spins. Then that's then probably le- not. Th- it's probably not in the sprinkler system. Then you've probably got a leak somewhere in the piping between the meter and the house. Yep. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Thank you. You're sure welcome, Rod. Thanks for calling this morning. Get yourself a phone line too. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. As we go to Betty. Good morning, Betty. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Well, good morning to you. <clears throat> I have a question. Um, it's very strange. Um, I called Mr. Electric about in November because I was having this static and then a flickering of the lights at the same time, <clears throat> and it would last about uh, 30 seconds, and then it mm. would go away, and then it maybe wouldn't return for another couple of hours. So he went out there and he checked my um, boxes in the garage. He gave me a new one, uh, but it's still doing that. But then the other day, I was listening to my portable radio, and it even had static on that. So I am completely confused about where that static's coming from. How long does the static last? Uh, About 30 seconds. And what you need to do is the next time that you experience the static, as quickly as you can, see if your air conditioning system just kicked on. Uh, no, he already checked that. Okay, well, ooh, that's crazy. 
then it's definitely going to be something that I would call Mr. Electric back and let them know you're still experiencing the problem. You know, I hate to do that because he worked so hard. I never, oh, yes, ma'am. I never saw a man that just really wanted to find a problem, but it was so elusive it wouldn't do it when he was standing right there. And he said he checked everything. We even had <clears throat> Pernalis come out and check their uh, their line to make sure it wasn't in there, and it wasn't. So this guy from Mr. Electric, I couldn't give him more praise. But now, is it every light in the well, house that does that. it or just one fixture, one fixture? No, it's about on the east side of my house, <clears throat> okay. southeast. Okay, well, then I would I would definitely call them back and tell them, look, guys, I hate to bug, but we're still yeah. experiencing the problem. Hmm, because is that dangerous to have that flickering in the... I couldn't say. I don't know what's causing it, ma'am. Oh, okay. There are things that could cause it that are that are, are perfectly harmless. But there are also things that could cause it that could be dangerous. So it, okay. it, it really something you need to chase down and find out what it is. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, ma'am, and thanks for calling this morning. Martin Bomber right here, Jim Smith right over there. We are here to help. And uh, we got the phone lines filling up, 210-599-5555. Let's get to Jay. Jay, good morning. Welcome to the show. Morning. Um and I'm have, I have a house that uh, has uh, limestone all the way around it, and I noticed after this uh, ice storm, the north side of the house, uh, there's chips that have come off on the limestone from little bitty ones to maybe roughly two inches long. Is that anything to worry about? Not at all. Uh, it's it's happen. It happens on every limestone house that you can think of. And after the the ice storms, what happened? It, it what happened was, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> all right, redneck. The water. <laughs> the, I heard I heard myself going there. Uh, the water <laughs> the water that gets on. We we of course had rain. We had sleet. The water gets on the the stone. And it's it expands, and then it, uh, it you know then it contracts whenever it melts, and it's pushed those those loose areas of the stone away from the the stone itself. It, it's normal sloughing. It does happen, and it's nothing to be concerned about. Okay, because I just noticed it was only on the north side. The rest around the other part of the house, I didn't see anything. Well, my guess the, is it was le- less protected on the north side, certainly got colder on the north side. Right. And see, the, 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 on the north side, because it was less protected, the water could have actually permeated into the stone from the rain that started. Right. Once it gets into the stone, now it's expanding inside the stone, so, inside the stone, so it causes a little more sloughing. Okay. Because I didn't see any cracks, you know, like no. in the mortar or any of that stuff. But anyway, I just thought I'd call and ask about it. Okay. Well, yes, sir. Well, yes, sir. But but nothing nothing for you to be worried about. I've got limestone on my house as well, and I've experienced the exact same thing. Um, but it's certainly nothing to be worried about. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Have a good morning. You too, Jay. Thanks for calling, Susan. You're up next on the KTSa Home Improvement Show. Yes, um, I have um, problems with the eaves around my on my roof that looks you know deteriorating, and I have solar on my roof and I asked the company the solar company about it you know if I if they would if I needed to have them help with the you know if I needed a new roof job and they said that my warranty would be void if they didn't handle it so they sent out somebody that did an estimate on the roof and they said oh they would include the removal of the solar panels to do the roof but the guy they sent out only spoke Spanish, and he never talked to me. And I, you know, I don't speak Spanish. And he wanted like they wanted like nine thousand dollars when they sent the estimate by email, but then they didn't include that didn't include removal of the panel. So, do I have to deal with them, or can I get somebody else? To, I, I just felt like I I didn't like the way they handled things. Okay, I uh, go ahead, Jim. You will absolutely have to deal with them, or you will void the warranty on your solar panels. Yeah, yeah that's just the bottom line. 
Well, and, and there's reason for that. I, I don't know who the company is, don't need to know who the company is, but whenever a company installs a product, whether it be a solar panel or a roof or windows and doors, um, if if somebody else touches that and somebody else does a repair or a modification on that, 99.9% of the time that's going to void the warranty that you had from the company that installed it because they don't know what that other company did to it, and now you've got two people who may be potentially responsible for a problem in the future. And with solar panels, that's especially uh, an issue because you are making roof penetrations. You get, Let's say you get a, a leak in the future. Um, the, the, the people who were not the people who installed it do something and and take them off, put them back on. You have a leak in the future. They're going to say, oh, no, no, that wasn't us. That was that was them, the people who installed it. And the people who installed it said, no, 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 wait a minute. Those guys touched it and took it off and reattached it. It's not us. It's them. And, and you'll never get anywhere with that. So you want to have one single source for accountability when it comes to the warranty work on that. And for that reason alone, you'll want the company that installed it to do the removal and, and reinstalling. Okay. So do you have any suggestions on how to deal with them? Simply call them and say that when the man came out to do the estimate and to talk that there was a language barrier. I mean, you can say it without 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 any any problems. Just say that there was a language barrier, and you would like to have someone come some out. Ex- some explanation. That's all. And it, that's just, it. Yeah, just say I would I would like some explanation of the charges. Uh, I didn't quite understand uh, what the details were on it. Can can somebody from uh, can can the sales manager or somebody else help me out with that? And I'm sure that they'll be happy to. I mean, is there, do I end up having, you know, if I have problems, because they didn't, they said they would include an estimate with removal and they, you know, of the panels, and then they didn't. So it's and like, am I going to have a giant runaround with this company, you know? Is this the company that installed the panels? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're telling me that they did a roof, they're, they're also a roofing company? Well, they had sent somebody out about the roof, but they said that 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 price would include the removal of the panels. Okay. But then when they the estimate, it didn't. It said it didn't include the removal, and it's like, what in the heck is going? You know, I just feel like I'm getting yeah. a bad feeling. You know, it sounds like there's a disconnect there, and and although you although you should have the company that installed the panels remove and replace those, you don't have to use their roofer. I can tell you that. Um, so what you need to find out from that company, from the solar company, is how much are you going to charge me to remove these panels and put them back? Don't worry about the roofing part right now. Tell them, I want to know what the price is to remove the panels and put them back after my roof is reinstalled. Then I would get two to three estimates on roof repair from two or three different companies. Okay. And, and does that... Like, since the panels are there on the roof, doesn't that protect the roof so that maybe that part doesn't need to be repaired? No, ma'am. No, ma'am, not at all. You definitely want those removed. If you're going to do a roof replacement, replace it all, put them back when it's done. My name is Martin Bamba. That is Jim Smith. And we are here to help. And uh, while uh, while we're waiting to get back to the phone lines, Jim, with, uh, with your background in AC and heating... And uh, in our imminent return to some warmer weather, uh, we are we are happy to say uh, we are going to be getting you know some some lows in the mid 40s this next week. But my guess is it's kind of getting to that last gasp of winter that we're we're coming through, and and uh, we're going to be getting back into some warmer weather soon. What are some things that folks can do to uh, to make sure that after the tax that was put on their heating systems over the winter this winter and the bitter temperatures that we had, what are some things that they can do to make sure that their system is not going to fail them, is going to work you know, as, as well as it possibly can during the summer months? Well, some of the things that they can do is make sure that they keep their filters changed. Make sure you keep a good, clean filter in. Um, some filters last uh, 30 days. Some only last two weeks. Others last three to four to six months. You definitely want to make sure you keep a good, clean filter in. The second thing is contact your AC company, or we strongly recommend Champion Air Conditioning, and have it maintenanced. Have them do a maintenance check on that system. It is a mechanical device. It needs to be maintenance not only for heating but for cooling, not only for cooling but for heating. 
You would never drive a car for six months without having it serviced. You should never run your air conditioning or heating system for six months without having it serviced. With, without a doubt. Uh, it, it, is a, it is a mechanical, moving, constantly being used piece of equipment in your home. And uh, you, you just definitely, definitely want to have it maintained. And the best possible way to do that is to partner with a good heating and air conditioning company like Champion AC and have them put you on a, uh, a, a at least a biannual checkup, right? And it's, uh, and it's, and it's worry-free. It's absolutely worry-free. If you get on a maintenance program with Champion AC or with you know your air conditioning company of choice, any good reputable air conditioning company is going to have a maintenance program. And you're not going to have to worry about remembering to have that air conditioner maintenance. They're going to call you when the maintenance is due. Yeah, that's right. And and that's that's the wonderful thing is you don't even have to remember uh you know do I do, do I need to call them in 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 February, March, when when do I need to call them? April? No, they'll let you know and they'll get you on a schedule and they'll get you all taken care of and make sure that everything is running just exactly the way it should. And and there are things that can be caught in these in, in these inspections like uh, you know, a freon leak you didn't know you had, or exactly. uh, uh, all kinds of things that could happen that you wouldn't even have any reason to to know uh, was a problem because you've been doing nothing but running heat for the last five months, six months, right? Yeah, so, exactly. So there you and go. And you have to you have to keep in mind also that it's it's so much better to do any repairs that your AC system or heating system may need on a proactive basis rather than a reactive basis because if you wait until it breaks to call them now folks you're on a waiting list because there's a hundred thousand other people that waited until it broke to call yeah right <laughs> so yeah yeah proactive and, you know, not reactive be proactive and and we found out exactly how that can go after the uh, after the cold snap and and uh and all of the burst pipes Plumbers uh, for for about a week and a half or two weeks there, and even now, uh, not easy to come by. Brother, you had plumbing companies. I've talked to you know I've got plumbers in the in the family, and I've talked to plumbers, and you've got plumbers that have been running around for the last three to four weeks doing nothing but bypasses. We're talking pipes running across folks' yard because they had to get them water back, and they say now we'll get you on the schedule when we can to come out and, and fix the pipes properly. But you've got so many Band-Aids and, and, and bypasses that have been put in because that's all they have time to do. Yeah, plumbers are going to be busy for some time to come, uh, you know, going back and doing permanent uh, repairs on these on these temporary solutions that they did just to get people back up and running. heard a really heartwarming story, speaking of that, uh, about a, uh, a couple of brothers. Uh, actually, actually, I think it was a, c- a cousin, brother-in-law, uh, I, I don't remember the details of that, but these two fellas, um, plumbers from New York, that saw what was going on here in, in Texas, drove from New York to Houston, drove, okay? Uh, he and his wife and, and his brother-in-law or cousin, I, I don't rem- recall, but they, they loaded up his pickup truck with all of the PVC and PEX and, and other things that they could load into his truck, drove to Houston and spent I think the next two to three weeks working for free. Just wow. finding people that needed help getting their water back on and getting their plumbing repaired. And I'm not talking about they, they went out and they did a job and then kicked back for the rest of the day. These guys got up at seven in the morning and sometimes worked until one or two in the morning doing repairs for people for two to three weeks solid. And it was one of the most awesome stories of a human being caring for other human beings that I've ever heard of in my life. And and these guys deserve every amount of praise that they can possibly have heaped on them for doing what they did. Uh, there's no telling how many people, uh, you know, their 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 water was restored because of these gentlemen and because of their caring. For pe- not people in their neighborhood, not people in their state, but people is, is about as far away as you can get from New York, and yeah. uh, and and just seeing 
human beings in need and coming down and coming to their aid. I, I thought it was just uh, tremendous, and it made the national news. I, I heard about it on on several of the the you know the news programs on the radio, but also saw it nationally on several different news programs whenever this was going on several weeks ago. But what brought it to the forefront of my attention was was they talked about it on Fox Headline News on the radio again this past week, and just a, a truly amazing story of of people you know coming to other people's aid, not because it benefits them, and not because uh, you know because it's it's monetarily advantageous in some way, but because they felt a calling and they and they listened to it, and that was really and truly something special. And folks, that right there is the American dream. The American dream is not about money. It's not about who who you elect to a political office. The American dream is about all of us coming together to help each other. Yeah, and and somehow we've we've lost sight of that over the last few years, but I'm I'm hoping that there are things that are going on in our world that will bring us back around to that. And and I and I do I do believe and boy are we getting way off topic here. I don't even know how I how I got to that. I know how I got to it because it's a home improvement story and that these plumbers were just helping people uh, in, in their time of need. But uh, it just a, a really and truly phenomenal. I mean, look it up and, and look up these guys because they deserve, you know, every bit of praise. And, and it's not – the thing is they didn't want the praise. They didn't want the attention. They didn't do it for that. They did it just because it was something that they felt they needed to do. And, and I well, really and am, am blown away by it. Like you had a local contractor right here in San Antonio that t- reached into his pocket and, and donated $20,000 to help folks in need. And that person didn't do it for for praise or glory. No, no. And, and and but there's lots of people like that. My my point being, my point being is, I think that times of, of adversity do bring out the very best in people. You you see on the national news the very worst of people and the very worst that these things bring out in people. But what you don't often see is the the thousands and thousands and thousands of stories of the very best it brings out in people. And don't forget that. Please don't forget that. Absolutely. There are still far more good people in this world than there are bad people. And and I it's so easy to to, to feel differently because of what we're fed every day, but that's just not the case. And and I and I I really and truly do believe that. Gotta give a little shout out, just a little shout out. Um, my uh, my wife and my daughter Lindsay are at the Bergheim Meat Market this morning. If you happen to be out in the Bernie area or uh, the Bergheim area, out in that area, uh, we are very uh, proud that the Bergheim Meat Market is carrying uh, our coffee brand, PJ's Coffee of New Orleans, uh, and they are out there doing a coffee tasting this morning from 10 until noon. So if you uh, happen to be in the area, go by and try some fantastic PJ's uh, of New Orleans coffee. Say hi to my wife and my daughter. and, And not only that, but the Bergheim Meat Market, Holy cow! Holy cow! We have callers on the line, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too deep into it. But we're gonna talk about that too. I've got I've got to give a shout out to these guys. How am I supposed to get out there from when we get off the air at eleven? How am I supposed to get there by noon? You got to race, man. You're gonna have to really <laughs> hurry, really hurry, really hurry. Uh, but if you but if you are in this area and you are in the Bergheim, Bernie, Candelia area. Go on by the Bergheim Meat Market, first of all, to try some great PJs of New Orleans coffee, uh, and, and with, which they are carrying now in this store. But they also have the best, man, the best steaks, the best sausage I've ever had. They also have a produce section. They have gourmet cheeses. It's one of the coolest stores anywhere. And, and, uh, Joe is, is the, the guy who runs it and owns it and, uh, very knowledgeable, super nice guy. Uh, just can't say enough great things about a Bergheim meat market. Go by and, and say hi to them, see them, and, and even even if, if, if you're not in, in the mood for a steak or something like that, they've got every type of, of food out there. You Just go check them out. They're fantastic. Bergheim meat market right in the middle of Bergheim, uh, 46 and 3351. Uh, let's get back to the phone lines. Uh, Glenn, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement good Show. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, long-time uh, listener, first-time caller, and I love the music you play, especially Graham Funk. But, well, uh, thanks. I have a question. Uh, you're welcome. I have a question regarding pressure in one of my lines. I had a very small break. I was very lucky. I repaired it, but it's a designated line, meaning I've got three spigots on the outside of my home. This one particular line I had to repair is a designated uh, line that was put in by the previous homeowner uh, who used to have um, water filtration or something like that. But anyway, it was just a straight line. It's a 
I've lost some pressure. It's not a lot, but I've lost some. Is there a way I can check that without digging it up, trying to see if there's something else going if, on? If you can turn that spigot off and turn off everything and the meter's not spinning, you know for sure there's no leak. You have to keep in mind that in a lot of the water systems right now, they're still, still experiencing small pressure drops. I would give it a little okay. time to see if that pressure comes back to where it was before. Okay, because all other spigots are working just fine. I mean, have no issues at all. Okay, well, then what, you, then what you may have there is shut the water off, take the actual spigot off of the, uh, the fitting it's screwed into. Turn on okay. the water and see if you get massive pressure out of the pipe. If that's the case, then you may have sediment or a torn washer or something wrong inside the spigot. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll try. You know, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that makes because sense. when the when the pipe broke, it could have gotten some some uh, debris into the pipe, and when you repressurized it, it pushed that debris right into the backside of the spigot. Well, I mean, it, I just had a hairline fracture. I was, I was, it was, uh, I got really lucky. It was on top. It was right below the elbow where it goes into the spigot. And it was just a hairline fracture in a pipe. So I got really lucky. So when mm -hmm. I dug everything up, I kept it covered and made sure nothing went down in it. And now I'm dealing with this. So it's just really weird. Yeah, it, 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 it does sound kind of crazy, but I would definitely check the spigot itself and make sure there's no debris or anything in the spigot. Okay, I'll try. I didn't even think about, about that, Jim. So thank you very much, gentlemen. I love your show. Keep it up, please. Thank you, Thanks. brother. We appreciate you calling this morning. 210-599-5555 uh, is the number. 210-599-5555 is the number to get in on the conversation this morning as we go to Lynn. Lynn, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you doing, guys? Fantastic. Fantastic. Wonderful. How are you doing this morning? Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Having to have a backflow preventer um, replaced because it cracked. But uh, other, and then other than that, um, I'm just hoping I don't lose my lemon tree. So my, uh, my question is to you, we had piers installed in the far corner of our house. Far corner of our house. Um, I think it was as many as six or eight piers and um that was about 11 years ago and every year to keep our warranty i've had to pay him a hundred dollars to come out and review so things were going okay until about six years ago and i kept seeing cracks in the same place i've had people come out and having to redo the plaster redo the wallpaper everything um multiple times and every year he comes out, he says it's within range, and um, therefore he won't do anything about it. And I'm set up. I've paid him over $1,000, and I still keep getting cracks in the same place. What Martin, have you ever heard of that? N no, I have not. I've, I've never heard of someone charging you to, for an inspection for warranty. Never heard uh, of that. That, that, is, that is, first of all, to charge for a warranty inspection when it's their work to come out and see if it's if it's a warranty issue is that's that doesn't make sense to me no no and to have to pay someone to have to pay an annual fee to maintain a warranty that sounds more like it's an insurance policy than it is a warranty well that's kind of what i thought and i was getting very frustrated because again every year you come out and you're up oh, it's within range i said but look at the crack it's in the same place Every time, and now I've got a big old crack on the outside of my stone wall in that corner. And, um, you know, so he was recommended by our foundation guy. But, um, you know, I'm, I, I didn't even do it last year because of I didn't get around to it. But I, I've been so annoyed, and I thought of calling another company out. But I, I thought I'd ask you first, is that normal practice? And you're answering me, it's not normal practice. No, the answer is, is no, it is not normal practice. Um, if, if you're under the warranty period with a foundation company, uh, that, that's not something I've heard of before, no. No, and I would definitely recommend you get someone out there, another company, to give you another opinion. If well, this man, if this man, let's, yeah. if this man, let's just say he offered you a 20 year warranty on it and you get another expert out there that says that there is a problem, 
Now you have a leg to stand on to make him come back and fix it and honor his warranty. Okay. I don't know. If I, you know, honestly, I don't know if, if I had a long-term warranty other than the fact that he said, oh, I'll be out every year to inspect it to make sure. But then the, the first year he goes, well, that'll be $100. I go, what? <laughs> he goes, yes, and for me to come out every year, it's $100. And that wasn't disclosed up front when you purchased the, the repairs? I'm not sure. I read the fine print. <laughs> take a take a look at your before I start throwing anybody under the bus unduly. Look at your contract. See what it said. See what you signed. And if that is what if that's what you agreed to in the contract, then I can't fault the man for for charging you if that's what you agreed to. Um, well, and it probably was. But the point is, uh, as it turns out, that wasn't necess- that other companies don't charge that annual fee. And that very well may be the case. Uh, I've I've not seen that, but you know, different companies have different policies when it comes to how they sell their warranty. And the way that that some companies sell their warranties uh, is they they roll it into the price of the job. Okay, so you never know that you've paid for the well. You you know that you've got a warranty, and you know that they're going to honor the warranty. Hopefully. But you don't know how much you paid for the warranty because it's rolled into the total cost of the job. Then there are other companies like this one apparently that actually do um, that actually do tell you that they're going to charge for this portion of the warranty and this is how much it's going to be. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, and if I w- if he was willing to repair it when after seven years of it being the same situation and yet he still won't go in there and repair it, that's. That's where I draw the line. That I, I just don't think I got a quality person here. I'm sure. I'm sure I agreed to the hundred dollars a year, thinking that's standard operating procedure, and therefore that's what we have to do. But when you call them back, and oh no, there's no problem. I go well. Then why am I having the same cracks appear every six months? Um, well, and and on a on a on a different uh, note, whenever you got this work done, and tell me again, how many years ago this was? How long ago was this? Well, I know I've paid him a thousand dollars so far, and yet I—that's ten years. And then this twenty twenty, I never called him out. Okay, so when when you got the work done, did you get some other bids? You you just have this company? How did you find this company? This company was recommended to me by a foundation inspector. Okay, okay. Well, then then apparently they'd done something right somewhere. I'm guessing. Um, you know, I, I I don't know I don't know how much you paid up front for the work because if you paid you know X number of dollars for the work and you've paid a thousand dollars over the last ten years, it's a hundred bucks a year. It may still have been cheaper than somebody else who didn't charge you anything annually and you know and and charge you just right up front for all of what they thought wow. they would have to do in the future. And that may and that may be that may be the case. I certainly we we certainly tend to go with three bids before we choose but that's when we don't know when we aren't given a, a recommendation by someone we respect sure sure and i'm the same guy. way i i don't i don't like just interviewing people for a job just for the fun of it in fact i'd rather not do that if i don't have to so if i get no. good recommendations from friends or family that usually helps me make a decision pretty easily um well, so you, the engineer that uh engineered our house right right well again you trusted that person and and right and uh but uh, but nonetheless, without knowing all the details of it, Lynn, it's hard for us to say whether that's right or that's wrong. If they continue to come out and they honor the warranty, that is the most important thing to me. If they disappear, they don't they don't respond to you, they don't take care of things. That's a problem, and it doesn't sound like that's the case right now. Lynn, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate you being a part of the show this morning. Appreciate you uh, with your question and, and your concern uh, this morning regarding that. A beautiful Saturday morning today, wherever you are. Uh, we are we are just uh, blessed to be here and so happy to be able to help you out each and every Saturday morning. And uh, we appreciate our listeners from all over the place. And when I say all over the place, we've got them all over the place. How do I know this? Well, because we get calls from all over the place. But we also... Uh, in our window of hope um, uh, program that we had going on, we received uh, solicitations and submissions from I want to say eight or nine different states as far as Maryland. So wow. I, I know that there are folks that are listening all over uh, the place uh, online and and otherwise, and we really I can't tell you how much we appreciate you. Uh, 
being a part of our show and, and listening to us and kind of hanging out with us every Saturday morning. Thank you so much for that. Uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. As we go to Robin. Robin, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. As you say that, I, I wanted to mention how important it is uh, that y'all are available to us on the Saturdays. I don't always catch your show, but when I do, I'm all, it's very revealing, <laughs> helpful to somebody who's on their own and trying to make their way and figure well, things out, especially from the female aspect of it, when you've never had, you know, to focus on things like that before. Um, there was a caller a couple of segments ago who was talking about her electric and having the electrician out and how he had to tra- track down where that static was coming from. Um I had the same situation. This is a 120-year-old house that really needs to be rehabbed, but um, I always worry when I hear things like that. There was a problem with that static. There still is. And I noticed that as I went through the months, listening to how things affect it, trying to figure it out on my own, and I realized at one point I was sitting very quietly listening to a, a little portable radio that was plugged in. You know, It wasn't on battery. And that I realized when I got up and I, I opened the refrigerator is when the static started. <laughs> so <laughs> is there something wrong with the fridge or is it the outlet that it's plugged into? Because no, it's a neat upgrade. I realize it. I doubt that there's anything truly wrong with the fridge. It's 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 it sounds like a a, a ground uh, issue. It's a it's a grounding issue. Um, and when you get static in your radio, oftentimes that's what it is. It's it's it's, it's a lifted ground and. There are there are ways to fix that. Um, it, it it sounds much worse than it is. It's it's in in music, it's really common. Uh, when whenever you're playing a show and you plug in uh, one of your components, your amplifier or, or maybe one of your pedals or your microphone or something into a certain outlet, and and it has that type of a an issue, you'll hear this hum coming through the system, and it's maddening when you're trying to set up for a for a show. And you can't get rid of this of this you know this background hum that is coming from that. And eventually, you tra- you chase it down. And you plug something the lights into something else, and it and it stops. But it it takes forever to track that down. And and this is a similar situation for you, Jim. Do you have any suggestions on? Well, on, I mean, uh, this is gonna this is gonna sound crazy, but this comes from very recent experience. I was chasing a flickering light, flickering humming. Uh, you know the the static. Uh, you know, like the light fixture sounded like it was buzzing. I was chasing this and trying to figure out what was going on. And uh, this is going to sound crazy, but uh, put a new bulb in your refrigerator. Yeah, that that actually could put do a new it. light bulb in that the refrigerator because that's that's where mine was coming from. <laughs> was the light bulb? Period. Change the light bulb in the refrigerator, then open the door, then open the door and see if you still get the static on the radio. I'm imagining you trying to chase that down after a couple of adult beverages. That's funny. Oh man, I was, and I'm no novice at this, and I was <laughs> no, going, I was I going know. crazy. Oh, was, that's awesome. But it was a light bulb. That's well, it. That, that's great. You know, I'm, and then the lights were flickering too, and it had to do it. I just kept changing out the light bulbs. They were blowing, so I, you know, they didn't last very long. But to be fair, I wasn't getting real high-end bulbs anyway because I felt like <laughs> if I'm enough to change them out that fast. But, um, well, thank you for, again, thank you for the show. I think it's really uh, important, especially to people like me. I'm going to say female. That sounds horrible. But, you know, if you're not accustomed to that, I mean, our focus has been on something else, you know, forever. So when you have to take care of your own house and you have to figure things out, pretty pretty um, out there for us. So I am very grateful for your show. Thank you for being available to us. Thank you for Well, thank you for thank you for uh, for allowing us to do this every Saturday cuz without you guys we wouldn't be here. So thank you Robin. We appreciate you calling in this morning. Hopefully we helped in some small way. Let us know if that fixes it because uh, stranger things have happened, right? <laughs> I will. Thanks so much. Have a blessed day. Have a day. great. Oh, you too. You have a great Saturday, Robin. Let's uh, let's uh, get to uh, got a little surprise guest calling in this morning. Let's get to him right now before we go to break. Uh, good morning, Steve. How are you this morning? Good morning, Martin. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I, I'm fantastic. Are you calling in? Uh, and by the way, everybody, this is uh, Steve Camady. He's the president of Window World Corporate, and uh, it's probably been a year since we've heard from you on the air. But I'm sure glad to hear from you, bud. Well, listen, I just want to thank you for everything you do for our great company. Uh, obviously, thank you for everything you do there with this show. And uh, also, thank you for 
everything you do for the community there with all your philanthropic efforts. Well, well, thank you, brother. I, I appreciate that very much, and it's obviously it's our pleasure and, and our calling to do so. You calling in from, uh, we, we were talking about people calling in and listening from all over the place. Are you in Ohio today? Are you in, in North Carolina today? Uh, I actually had the opportunity to get back to Ohio this weekend for probably the first time in, in two months, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, we've, been so, we, we've been so busy. I've been glued to, uh, to the corporate office there in North Carolina, with, with the exception of one weekend trip. But uh, I did take advantage today of getting in and getting my first vaccine shot, so I've, I've got that under the belt. Good for well, you, I man. Have... We've I've I've got mine scheduled for uh, Debbie and I are going in Monday morning first thing for our first vaccine. I have Good to say you. that. I have to say that for Martin, this is a great experience having you call in, Steve. But for me, I'm just all giddy. It's not always that. It's not often I get to hear from the hook and bull. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what to say to that, but I, and I don't know what happened to me this morning. I, I was driving away from uh, getting that needle in the arm, and I thought, you know, Martin's Martin's on the air now, and I, and I tuned in online, uh, which is great. You can be anywhere to. to to listen and uh yeah your, your little prompt earlier martin about going to see debbie and your daughter at pj's it, it makes me want to go run out and get a cup of coffee heck yeah, yeah man heck yeah i don't know if you have any pj's up in that neck of the woods i'm doubting you do but grab a nice good cup and and enjoy one martin, i think everybody should like have a perfect, nice cup of coffee that sounds like the perfect opportunity to send him a bag uh you maybe it i think it is you, yep. you give, yep. give me your address steve and i'll get you a bag in the mail you know it well, that actually, I can like hand you winner. one in person in a couple of weeks. That's right. We'll be down there the week after next. Looking forward to that. We cannot wait, man. We cannot wait. And I, and I can't tell you how much it means for you to take the time to call in this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, one of the most genuinely good guys you'll ever meet, Steve uh, Steve Camity, president of Window World Corporate. Uh, thanks for calling in this morning, bud. You're very welcome. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. And uh, let's get right back to those phone lines uh, as we have a short time uh, between now and the time we got to wrap this baby up this morning. Daryl, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. I appreciate your show. Thank you. I have a home. My home is a 30-year-old solitaire mobile home, and uh, it's not underpinned. It, it doesn't have any skirting outside. And the insulation, about half the insulation has fallen out, and my vents or my AC are exposed. And But the problem is it's very low off the ground, and I really can't get under it to do anything. So I was wondering if I could maybe uh, take some kind of insulation tarp material and tack, tack it to the side of the mobile home and just kind of put it up under there and then yeah. underpin it. And maybe that would help my insulation problem. I, I, I'm looking for ideas. No, that's not going to do a lot at all. Um, what I can tell you is that if you can drop me an email at jsmith at windowworldtx.com, my wife and I just had our solitaire home completely underpin or completely all of the belly board on the home, the insulation and belly board completely redone at a very reasonable price. And I will send you the contact info for the company that did mine. Well, the trouble is I'm in Victoria, Texas. I, they, they may drive to Victoria because I know they came to my home near Lavernia. Oh, okay. So they well, may. They, I, do you think though that they would be be able to get under there if if you can't get under it? It's so low. How I mean, as long as a person can get under it, these guys crawled under places in my home that I that, that I couldn't get in into. Oh, okay. It's called TSAP? No, uh, it, no. The, what's under the trailer is called Bellyboard. Drop me an email. Okay. At jsmith at windowworldtx.com, and I'll send you their their company company info. There we go. Sure All right, Daryl. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, PK, I think you're going to wrap it up for us today. Good morning, PK. Welcome to the show. Gentlemen, thank you so much for letting me on this morning. Um, uh, when you kick into your commercial uh, break there, it it, uh, it has pertained to what I'm going to ask you as far as the uh, let's not talk about any more freezes coming up because I think we're done hopefully for the year. Well, uh, let's knock on some wood. We need to keep we, we need to keep in mind. I know 
we need to keep in mind for uh, next winter. Uh, and, but we'll never have a freeze like we did here, where it was, I think, 105 hours below freezing, uh, which was, I thought, the, the record, but not the record, second record. So anyway, my question is, I've always been told, drip the water. And uh, then this year I learned when you drip the water, uh, this was just out of the blue. I've never heard this. You open your cabinets. And then I've also heard that I, I always thought you could never shut off your water, but I'm being told that you can shut off your water as long as you drain all your water inside the house. And does that include your toilets? 100% of everything. Uh, the, the toilets, as long as you have heat going in the house, you've got no problems there, but it's anything in your water lines would have to be would have to be drained. I will tell you what worked for me, uh, and I had it on almost every one of my uh, outdoor faucets, is the thing that Bob Webster has been talking about for years. It's called the freeze miser. Can't recommend it enough. It saved my bacon, and, and that is what I would do. Much easier than everything else you talked about. Little investment, but it's great. Hey, we got to get out of here. My email, mbomba at windowworldtx.com. Jim's email, Smith at windowworldtx.com. Drop us a line. Uh, We'll see you next week right here, same time, same place, on the KTSA Home Improvement Show.